Yes, welcome to it. It is Free Talk Live. This is the live Monday night edition. Our toll-free number here, of course, is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. And you can call and take control of the airwaves and talk about, well, whatever it is you'd like to talk about. It is called Free Talk Live, after all. Uh, with you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And nobody. And uh, real quickly, before I get into, I actually have a, a l- opening subject, but uh, a little bit later, I'm, I want to talk about the subject of love. Ooh. And not in the sense of like a romantic love between a man and a woman, but like love when it comes to, I don't know, everything else, right? The preparation of food, for example. Uh, came up in some conversations that I was having uh, the other day. And uh, it seems to me the most delicious food is always the food that's made with the most love, the most care, the most time, the most patience, right? Uh, Cooked by somebody who knows what they're doing, uh, you know, has a good handle on how the ingredients mix together, you know, and kind of has, you know, creates it with love. Uh, And this subject came up because I purchased a used car not too long ago. And it only had, like, one of the list of seven things that I was looking for in a used vehicle on it. But the reason that I bought it was because uh, the the lady who owned it before me obviously loved the car. And I say that because uh, when we did the deal and it was over, she broke down into tears. And it was almost as if she was, you know, losing a child or something, right? Mm -hmm. And so I knew the car had been treated with love because she had love for the car. And so that's why I bought the car. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to just throw that out there. You know, what does what does it mean to you to have something that's made with love? Uh, to me, it means a whole bunch of different things. But generally speaking, that's why, like, uh, if I see a thin cook, generally I'm going to prejudge that cook as perhaps not that good. But if I see a fat cook, uh, the odds are my meal is going to be more delicious. And I realize that's being prejudiced in a way, but I just feel like the fat cook's going to put more love into it than the skinny cook. You know what I mean? Um, it may well be true unless the skinny cook is like selling a low-carb uh, <laughs> diet, in which right, case, yeah. you know, maybe it's uh, both made with love and healthy. Right. Um, in which case, he should pump up his advertising for such a thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what he should pump in his, his, in his, uh, in his advertising is, I'm not a skinny cook because I don't love food. I'm a skinny cook because I make food that won't make you fat. Right. Um, exactly. Which, bonus... Um, I say as I mow for the second day in a row on Chinese food because I love it. Hey, nothing um, wrong with that. I love Chinese but, food. Uh, well. Yeah, I actually back in the day when when the house next to the or when the the uh, other side of the studio functioned as a club, mm-hmm. um, uh, my girl and I used to sell uh, breakfast oh, nice. um, every morning, and it would be like. Uh, uh, you know, like each piece of bacon would be 50 cents. Each egg would be 50 cents. Each piece of toast would be 50 cents. Really easy to calculate a bill. Right. And you just order what you want. Don't All order the what you don't want. But we called it, uh, well, I called it, she called it made with love, but it was spelled like the Ron Paul Revolution love. L-U-V. So I called it made with threevel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, and I assume this was Agora style, right? 
Uh, yes, yeah, no, yeah. no taxes, no licensing. Yeah, my favorite. If, if if you get sick, I mean, it never happened. But I don't know. You can crash. You can crash until you feel better. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we can continue to talk about that subject, and I'd love to talk more about it about other things within life uh, that you do and you find. But uh, before we go into that subject too far. Uh, I wanted to, this just happened today, apparently, uh, this from ABC News, uh, suspect found dead after Judge Esther Salas' son shot and killed husband injured in their New Jersey home. Now, that's a mouthful, and I didn't understand it myself, but after breezing through the article, basically an attorney uh, killed this judge's son and shot her husband. So it's a female judge. Uh, some attorney that you know had a case in front of this judge at some point. They don't. I don't know if these things are linked, and we'll get into the article here in a minute. But essentially, an attorney uh, came to this judge's house. Uh, the son opened the door. He shot and killed the son. This is allegedly, uh, and then also shot uh, her husband, who was also home at the time. Uh, and then, of course, this attorney was uh, found dead in a car. You know, supposedly of self-inflicted wounds, according to the reports. See, I'm not in favor of killing the loved ones of government officials. Yeah, this almost smells more like uh, a vindictive killing, more so than mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like he, there, there was something else it going on. Could have been on. a love triangle. Could have been anything. A lot of things. Uh, but let's just jump right into it. The suspect in the fatal shooting of federal judge's son who was an attorney that had a previous case in front of the judge, has been found dead, law enforcement sources told ABC News. The son of Judge Esther Salas was shot and killed, and her husband shot and injured in an attack at the family's New Jersey home on Sunday night. So I guess this was last night. Uh, Salas was not hurt in the attack. Her son, Daniel, 20, died. Uh, Francis Mac Womack, the mayor of North Brunswick, New Jersey, told ABC News, uh, Salas' husband, Mark, is in critical but stable condition as of Monday morning, according to law enforcement sources. The suspect was a white man who wore a face covering. I mean, they're required, right? At, I think in New Jersey anyway, isn't it mandated at this point? Yeah, that, that's not a good disambiguator anymore. I yeah. guess they didn't think this out very carefully. Well, and this is one of those uh, you know shortened uh, blurbs here. Uh, but the suspect was a white man wearing a face covering and a FedEx uniform, law enforcement told ABC News. And he used an ordinary car to make the getaway. Uh, the suspect has now been identified as Roy Dan Hollander, a Manhattan lawyer and self-described anti-feminist. Uh, multiple law enforcement sources briefed on the case told ABC News and the FBI confirmed it. Uh, well, I must say, I am an anti-feminist for the same reason I'm an anti-masculist. Right. I don't believe that that either gender should be favored. And, and you and I agree on that. Uh, Dan Hollander's body was discovered, this is the suspect, in a car by a municipal employee in the town of Rockland, New York. I don't know how far that is from wherever it was in New Jersey, but uh, presumably at least a town over. Uh, He died of an apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound. The sources said New York State Police were on scene and the FBI was also called. A FedEx package addressed to Judge Salas was discovered in the car. Uh, also, FedEx spokesman Jim Masilek said in a statement, we are aware of the media reports and are fully cooperating with investigating authorities. I wonder what's in the box. That's an interesting question, although... Uh, what's I mean, in the box? 
gain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's pain in my box. If, if only more girls told you that up front. Um, but the... Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, no, I lost what I was going to say. It may well have just been a prop because if you're walking up to a house in a FedEx uniform, right. you don't want somebody noticing why is there no package? Why doesn't he have a clipboard? Um, right. Although addressing it seems like gilding the lily because the guy's not going to live long enough, presumably, to read the label if you're there to kill him. Yeah, um, I mean, like, so part of me is thinking, okay, this guy premeditated this whole thing. He wanted to get away with it, so he wanted to wear a disguise that, you know, any neighbor passing by, any cars, whatever, would just immediately excuse. So, you know, FedEx, UPS, those are common things to see at somebody's house. So he got this disguise. Ooh. He probably got a FedEx package and, like, you know, typed out the address onto the label or something like that. And Ooh. that, I think, you know, maybe as a prop, if what you're saying is right. is accurate. Um and then, you know, he does the thing, and then he runs away with the package, right? Forgets to, like, leave it at the door or something like that. Right. And so now he's carrying the prop. Well, but the other thing is the package wouldn't have been any help to him because that's going to be the first thing they're going to look at for clues as to who he was if he leaves it behind. So that's the thing. Yeah. There's no way that putting that label on is a good plan. And most people who are intent on murder-suicide don't... Uh, worry about being detected. They worry about living long enough to do the deed. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'd love to have more information on this case. Yeah, free talk live. Our toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free eight five five four five zero three seven three three. More about this story of a judge's family being shot coming up. Yes, it's Free Talk Live, the live call-in radio show where you can talk about whatever you would like to talk about. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. And nobody. And we have been talking about this headline from ABC News, Suspect Found Dead. After Judge Esther Salas' son shot and killed and husband injured at their New Jersey home. Uh, just as a recap for those just tuning in, uh, the suspect in the fatal shooting of a federal judge's son who was an attorney that had a previous case in front of the judge has been found dead, uh, law enforcement sources told ABC News. Uh, the son of Judge Esther Salas was shot and killed and her husband shot and injured in an attack at the family's New Jersey home on Sunday night. Uh, the suspect, a uh, white man who wore a face covering and a FedEx uniform, uh, law enforcement sources told ABC News, and he used an ordinary car to make the getaway. The suspect has been identified as Roy Dan Hollander, a Manhattan lawyer, self-described anti-feminist. Multiple law enforcement sources briefed in the case uh, told ABC News and the FBI has confirmed. So we were talking about the fact that his body was discovered in a car by a municipal employee, uh, in Rockland, New York. So I don't know how far that is from wherever he was in Jersey, but uh, apparently you know, self-inflicted gunshot wound. And he had a FedEx package, 
addressed to Judge Salas with him, and we were discussing, you know, was that a prop? Was there something in the package? And we didn't get much further than, you know, speculating on, you know, whether the package was a prop. We talked about that a bit. But do you think something was in the package? Like if he had a, a thing and he was trying to, you know, get some sort of revenge or, you know, if it was a vindictive killing, you know, kind of a thing, like would he, you know, is there a bomb in the box or something like that, you know? Could be. My best guess would be it's going to be an empty box. Um, but then again, you know, that's that's also guessing from the idea that this played out like an ordinary crime. But, you know, this could also be uh, an Epstein blackmail case, in which case you don't expect anybody to make sense. And picking somebody who actually knew the judge would then be uh, just a uh, uh, a way of 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 introducing confusion right right a red herring so you know it's it's very hard to say from a distance the fenix spokesman jim masalek said in a statement we are aware of the media reports and are fully cooperating with the investigating authorities about 5 p.m on sunday the gunman knocked at the door to the family's north brunswick home daniel uh, answered the door and was shot first before his father was also shot he was shot through the heart, Womack said of Daniel, who was a student at the Catholic University in Washington, D.C. Daniel was a rising junior, enrolled for classes beginning in the next few weeks. Uh, he turned 20 last week. We all mourn and grieve this loss to our university community, said the university president, John Garvey. Salas. What did these people know about Hillary Clinton? That's the question. (laughs) Have they ever had dinner with the Clintons? Mm. We don't know. Have they been picking their toes in Poughkeepsie? (laughs) (laughs) The judge, Salas, had received threats in the past, sources said. Authorities are investigating whether there's any connection between those prior threats and the shooting, or whether it was possibly involved, or whether it possibly involved the husband's work as a criminal defense attorney. So it may not be that the judge was the target, but it may be the husband who was a a criminal defense attorney. So it's too soon to judge? Too soon to judge the judge, (laughs) the murder of the judge's family? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not judging. Uh, As a judge, quote, uh, she had threats from time to time, but everyone is saying that recently there had not been any, said Mayor Womack, who is personal friends with the judge and her husband. Uh, in 2015, well, if you're going to be a politician, you got to be connected. Yeah. In 2015, a case before Solace, Dan Hollander represented a woman who wanted to register for the military draft. He was replaced last June as the woman's lawyer before the case was fully resolved. The court docket did not indicate a reason for his replacement, and the woman's current attorney could not be reached. So they're speculating here about what a tie might be. Uh, Don. Den Hollander had previously sued Manhattan nightclubs for favoring women by offering ladies' night discounts and sued the federal government over laws that protect women from violence. Hmm, interesting. Okay. I, I would have to say that ladies' nights has benefits for both sides. Uh, um, I certainly enjoy a good know, ladies' night. Every, I, I mean, hey, drunk chicks. I love them. Maybe he was gay. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it depends on the perspective and what happened and, you know, all that kind of a thing. I, I don't know enough about this guy or why he might sue for those things. But uh, he also sued Columbia University for offering women's studies courses, accusing the school of using government aid to teach, quote, religionist belief system called feminism, unquote. 
Um, you know, I don't know if I disagree. You know, feminism is kind of a religionist belief system. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a yeah. factual statement, you know. Well, Animal Farm had two legs bad, uh, two legs bad, four legs good is what the the sheep all chanted on Animal Farm. Have you read it by George Orwell? I have not read it. I've I've skimmed uh, uh, you know bits and pieces of it and pulled choice quotes out of it, of course. But nice. uh, I have not read the whole thing. No, uh, high, highly recommended. Or there's a uh, they did it as a cartoon uh believe it or not which was uh very good but you know may there there is a certain amount of uh if you will uh two legs good three legs bad in the uh feminist movement yeah. <laughs> so i i think that uh, i didn't read it because when i was in uh middle school i did a play it was one of these like summer theater productions that was sponsored by the school mm-hmm. and it was it was called 1984 oh. and it was about George Orwell's book 1984 i was i was a thought policeman in the production it was it a production of the book or was it about the book it was a production okay, uh, nice. of the book a musical no less uh, and so we got to sing oh, songs wow. like "War is peace, ignorance is strength, and slavery is freedom," which is a vamp and it on the quote. Sounds like a good. Um, it sounds like a good imitation of Soviet era music too. Yeah, it um, very much was. There was like uh, the the music instructor. I'm trying to remember her name right now, but uh, she played this really like ominous sounding just piano thing, dun 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 dun. You know, kind of behind the singing, and it was very much a chant more so than it was like us doing like three-part harmonies in like choir style or anything like that um Mm. it was uh it was interesting and i think that you know early on that was my first exposure to like the predictions of george orwell and his writings and that kind of a thing Mm. and so i think that that kind of threw me for a loop and i was like you know i already participated in a production of one of his books i don't you know, I, I think I've you know been a part of the best of his work or something. I had some sort of bias towards it. So when Animal, Animal Farm crossed my my view, I was just like, ah, I don't want to read that, and so I skipped over it. Yeah, one stage play though can never uh, get in the intellectual complexity of 1984. Indeed. It's definitely worth reading it, or at least uh, watching a, a serious adult movie for of it. Certainly a seed as a primer, at least for me anyway. Kind of like watching The Matrix, uh, you know, kind of helps turn you into an anarchist or a libertarian. 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Uh, Give us a call. Let us know what you think. We've got more on this murder of a judge coming up. News from news.bitcoin.com. Another 83 tons in fake gold found in China. Crypto still much harder to counterfeit. Host Stefan Molyneux banned from YouTube. Receives $100,000 in crypto donations afterward. Reporters uncover $11 trillion in offshore government-sanctioned bank accounts. Bitcoin Cash still potentially private and unconfiscatable. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies. Getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin Cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Welcome back to Free Talk Live, the live Monday night edition, the kick-ass version. I am your host this evening, the Reverend Captain Kickass. In the studio tonight, it's myself and nobody. And I wanted to tell you about local.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched 
a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. And I must uh, issue a slight retraction on the way out into the break. I said we'll have more about this judge's murder. It was not, in fact, a judge who was murdered. It was the judge's son uh, who was shot and killed and also her husband who was shot but is in ICU, uh, apparently in stable condition. So the judge herself uh, was not injured. So uh, going on with the article, uh, oh, and also joining us uh, at a last minute, it's Lee. The Eclipse Mountaineer. Lee, la, Lee, la, Lee, la, Lee, la, Lee. You ever hear that song? Oh, Captain, from, my Captain. Yeah, you know that song, right? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, so we've been talking about from oh, ABC News. Captain Poems. Okay, you yeah. reminded me. I wanted I captain wanted to Poems? follow up on something I am you the said. Of my soul. Uh, you said the other day uh, with the end of Invictus, which is mm, no matter how great favorite poem. Uh, how great the gate, how charged with punishment the the scroll. I am the master of my fate, and I the captain of my soul. Nice. But you said a phrase that reminded me of that. And yes. So you should read the poem Invictus. I recommend it highly. Okay. Read I, I, all the things. Re- I'll read everything <laughs> just as soon as I can. Groovy. <laughs> Groovy. We've been talking about this article from ABC News. Uh, about Judge Solace, uh, her family apparently has been the target of a, a crime, murdering her 20-year-old son, shooting her husband, uh, and injuring him severely. Uh, and we've been talking about sort of the history. This article is speculating on what the ties might be, uh, you know, threats that she may have had in the past. Uh, they said in 2015, a case before Solace, uh, Dan Hollander represented a woman Den Hollander being the suspect who was found dead in a car, apparently of a self-inflicted gun wound. Uh, he represented a woman who wanted to register for the military draft. Does it say whether he shot himself twice in the back of the head? Or it does sometimes it just they says, do that? It just says of apparent self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Mm. So it's not specific. They don't enclose a photo or anything like that. So uh, At any rate, uh, Den Hollander had previously sued Manhattan nightclubs for favoring uh, women by offering ladies' nights and things of that nature. And he also sued Columbia University for offering women's studies courses. Um, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy called the shooting, quote, a brazen and cowardly act of gun violence at their home in North Brunswick. We give our full support to Judge Salas and her husband at this most trying time. This is an Whenever they say gun violence, I flash back to Archie Bunker arguing with his daughter. And Gloria says... Do you know that almost 30,000 people a year are killed with with firearms? Which is a lie. It's a false statistic. And he responds, would you feel better if they was pushed out of windows, little girl? Uh, I did like all in the family was one of those shows that I watched, but I didn't get it. the the uh, The content was a little too adult for me, even when it was in syndication. Right, like some of the jokes. My I mother got, tells me the same thing in that she and she was an adult. She was a, she was born during the Great Depression. Yeah, but she said when she first encountered. Uh, 
uh, Archie Bunker, there had never been parody like that, social satire like that right. on TV, really? and she thought that Archie Bunker's position was the position that the people making the show actually held, and she hated it. But then she realized, and she liked it. Right, you know, right. it was. Um, well, kind of like my my reaction was was to uh, to South Park when I was first encountered yes. was I think they're I think they're homophobes and probably uh, probably anti semites and then I found that at least one of them is gay and at least one of them is Jewish. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, All in the Family addressed a whole host of different social issues. Oh yeah, you know, racism, mm. uh, homosexuality, all that kind of stuff. Like as a fr- and they were yeah. like groundbreaking during their time. Now you go back. Yeah. And you watch it, and you're like, "Oh, well, we've you know, society's talked about all this stuff before, and we're well beyond that." Right. But but, but at saying the it time, then yeah, was a big deal. It was certainly a big deal. And I, uh, I will say the uh, the one of the finest backhanded compliments I've ever seen was uh, Sammy Davis Jr. on that show. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, that was a good episode. Absolutely. How is that a backhanded compliment? Oh, it was it was this beautiful. I, I can't remember exactly the way he phrased it. Yeah. But it, it was uh, one of those things where it came out like he was you know this you know. I, I, yeah, you know, on your side, and you know, pointed out just what an awful person Archie Bunker was. Uh, okay, yeah. so to me, a backhanded compliment. The the most common one is something like Lee. I don't care what anybody says. You're a great host on Free Talk Live, oh, nice. and that's yeah. supposed to like you're you're like oh thank you because you think it's a compliment, but then you get to thinking about it, you're like on the way home Wait. I'm like. What? Everybody says, what? what does everybody else say? <laughs> yeah, that's a really nice shirt for what you spent on it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so getting... Very nice clothes. Do they come in men's sizes? <laughs> uh, one more thing about All in the Family and Archie Bunker is uh, that was my first experience with a television series that had a spinoff, right? Because the Jeffersons mm-hmm. were a spinoff of that. And... and I love the Jeffersons because it addressed a racist black man. Yes. And made him pretty much Archie Bunker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was a good evening of 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 the thing. Yeah. Uh yeah, good times. Uh so spinning and back Good Times was good. Uh, um, I liked what's happening better than Good Times. Dino my <laughs> Rerun <laughs> Rerun invented breakdancing from Good Times, right? Roger and, and the gang. Did he? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Rerun was the, the dancing fat black guy. Uh, and he would, you know, and like that's how like popping and locking and stuff got invented was from, you know, stuff that he was doing on TV and it popularized that type of movement within the dance community. Wow. Uh, and that's the, the roots of breakdancing comes from rerun from the show. What's happening? Uh, if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Google all this stuff. Google what's happening if you're, you know, in the mood for some 70s television mm-hmm. uh, because that's where it came from. The scary thing about thinking about old entertainment, though, is like. Like, you know, I always thought that like 80 movies, 80s movies were a little bit rapey. There was a lot of like throw her up against the wall and kiss her. And if she doesn't smack you, it's okay. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it really kind of made me rethink my perspective on that when I went back and said, oh, all those movies were produced by an actual rapist. Oh, R.V. Weinstein. Yeah. You know, oh. so we all learned to date. From a serial rapist. That's nice. Um, that's frightening. Or my generation and your generation, yeah. not so much yours. But I mean, I'm sure it seeps into the culture for sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you were exposed to to the culture. Just you know, just like I was exposed to Monty Python, which was before my well, time. And the amazing thing about that is how it was always an open secret. 
everyone who was in that business knew that all of this was going on all of the time yeah. and never once thought to actually say well, something. Well, it's... Yeah, and Oprah Winfrey was still delivering him girls. Yeah. I think it was uh, largely due to what I call the boss-employee relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So in this instance, he's got all the money. He's the big producer. He you know, can tell people what to do and not do. He's got all the connections, and so everybody has this like fear of him. Right. Like mm-hmm. if they don't do right by him, then they might not be able to act again or might not be in this part and might not get You'll this never movie. Work in this town again. Exactly. That and that that adage has been perpetuated throughout all of Hollywood movies, mm-hmm. right? Any movie about an actor and actress, the fear is always, you know, there's some evil person that's, you know, trying to get their way and they're like, You'll never act in this town again, right? You hear that repeatedly, so but how is there only one town where movies can be made? Well, guess what? One group of people has all the lawyers, and when it's about copyright, it's all about the lawyers. That is a fact. 855-450-3733 is our phone number if you'd like to get on the air and talk about anything we've been talking about or whatever you like. 855-450-FREE. We've got more Free Talk Live coming up. Yes, welcome back to Free Talk Live. It's the Kick-Ass Edition. Our toll-free number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. And you can call in and talk about, well, whatever you'd like. We're here to kick ass and eat egg rolls, and we're almost out of egg rolls. (laughs) Indeed we are. Uh, (laughs) With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. Peak, what peakless peakless mountaineer, mountaineer. yep groovy oh, okay and nobody all right well it's the opposite of a bottomless pit is a peakless mountain oh okay interesting <laughs> so instead of spelunking you're climbing that's the idea very well I'm on the way up i got to use spelunking on the air that's Ooh. pretty cool that's a good word i like it it, it, is it means it Isn't means going that, into a cave oh i thought that was when you Where made there are it stalactites i thought that was when you made a hole in somebody's head because they were crazy N- no. no that's trepanning Trepanning, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which did occasionally work if mm-hmm. you had a, a pressure buildup. And only then. Right, Although, right, if you but... go spelunking and hit your head on a stalactite, you might end up needing trepanning. Uh, ah. You stalagmite end up needing it? St- stalactite? You stalagmite. stalagmite. You just stalagmite. You just stalagmite main, and might end up... <laughs> Okay, that was bad. I was stretching. <laughs> I was stretching. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about all sorts of fun stuff, but first I wanted to tell you uh, that Intercoin's programmable coins are designed to help groups raise money for a new project or initiative in a way that is compliant with regulations. Coins can represent securities that obey individual rules like not being sold to U.S. residents for 40 days. Purchased coins can contain rules that govern how they are to be spent and when they can be cashed out. And Intercoin itself is designed to provide full trustless liquidity between any currency pairs, removing the need to list coins on exchanges to enable secondary trading. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in the real world. We think that it's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. in exchange for advertising. 
If you think freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.org. We're going to switch gears here a little bit from the uh, family shooting of a judge in New Jersey. And we want to talk about something that not a lot of news outlets are talking about. And in fact, I was surprised to see this when it crossed my feed because everybody talks about, you know, the government shut down, you know, hurting businesses, small businesses in particular. Uh, They're defining now who's essential and who's not essential without anybody ever voting on it, you know. But what they're not talking about is the parts of the economic pie, the puzzle, if you will, where some of these businesses, a good percentage of them anyway, uh, are actually reducing their wages. And sure. so uh, we have an article from Politico that uh, I believe the, the Peakless Mountaineer I, is going to uh, roll with. Did you have something to say? I, I got to say, falling wages are an inevitable reaction to a reduction in demand for labor. So the fact that it's happening is somewhat unremarkable. But let's see what remarks they, they have to make Amazing about it. Amazing how that demand for labor goes down when people aren't allowed to, you know, open their shops. Right. Yeah. Because and all, are those getting people paid, who lose, you know. all those people who lose their job are like, well, you're paying him $12 an hour to do that. I'll do it for 11 Right. And, and we've talked about the the inequity in the unemployment claims plus the extra 600 bucks on top of it mm-hmm. where you get people who would otherwise need to find a job to survive making more than they would if they actually went out and got a job so that affects mm-hmm. the labor market as well although given that they're being forcibly prevented from getting a job really the government kind of owes them that money for taking away their right to work right but it certainly more. it certainly increases the inflation uh, and yeah. reduces the value of every dollar that's spent. Like one of my Rasta friends asked me about reparations um, for for slavery, and I said, "Well, the U.S. government owes an infinite number, an infinite amount of reparations to every American. So what we should do is we should tear it down, we should seize its property, and we should." you know take both their property and their power and and give them to the americans auction it off auction it off divvy up the money uh if you've got a an actually useful uh you know uh piece of piece of government incorporate it th- print 300 million shares and give one share to every american there you go um yeah. Well, let's uh, let's check out this article, shall we? All right. So from Politico here, America's hidden economic crisis, widespread wage cuts. Employers are using cuts to stay afloat during the recession, an unusual move that could signal deep damage to the labor market. Now, it's interesting that it says they're using cuts to stay afloat, mm-hmm. but the problem is the cuts, not the fact that the businesses are barely afloat. Hmm. Uh, interesting. And, and not the fact that you have these businesses that, just like the rest of us, have to pay rent on their buildings. Yeah. And just like the rest of us, had a little bit of trouble actually getting their uh, their rent together during these yeah. uh, complete shutdowns. In, in, mm-hmm. in this article, they're positioning it as a part of the cascade of effects. Right. right. All right. Millions of Americans who managed to hold on to their jobs amid the coronavirus pandemic have seen their incomes drop as employers slashed wages and hours to weather 
what they expected to be a short-term shutdown. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Two weeks, everybody. It's just two weeks. We only need two, two weeks. weeks to slow the flow or whatever it is they were doing. Do the sand the curve or <laughs> sand the curve. <laughs> file the curve the down. Or, yeah, I can't remember what they were trying to do, but it didn't work. Whatever it was. <laughs> so now with the virus raging and the recession deepening, those cuts that were meant to be a temporary could turn out to be permanent or even pave the way for further layoffs. They... Shutting down the economy kills businesses. Newsflash! Yeah. Go oh, ahead. yeah. This, this is like the perfect storm for just destroying as many, uh, well, honestly, as much of the middle class as you possibly can. Because it... like one, two of the things that really helped Ooh. a lot of people stay in the middle class mm-hmm. was they would have property that mm-hmm. they would get renters from, yep. and they would have their business. Yep. So you shut down the business, and... I mean, okay, great. Now you have to pay rent for three months that you weren't allowed to operate. And guess what? All of your renters are having trouble paying their rent. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it's the perfect way to just completely annihilate the middle class. Agreed. It seems like they're trying to demoralize society, you know, because it seems clear to me they're lying about the disease. Man, not its not its existence, but it's severity. I read an article the other day that said that vaccine makers are concerned because so few people are getting sick from the Rona that they might not be able to tell whether their vaccines are effective. <laughs> and I'm like, then we really don't need the vaccine, do we? You morons. Stop making it. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, it's it's our fault. We just need to have more of us get sick so that they can find out if these are good vaccines or, or, or not good vaccines. If, if, if I get sick, I'm going to start hanging out at, at police stations and donut shops. <laughs> well, and the thing about the vaccines is, you know, there's vaccines for all sorts of things, including the flu, uh, that don't prevent you from getting the flu, right? They're, right. They're supposed to, but people well, still get the flu all the time anyway. And, as and, a matter and of fact. Because you're, you're running around in a sea of viruses. Right. They're mm-hmm. everywhere all of the time. You pick them up constantly. And that's the thing. Okay, great. I get hundreds of these things every year. Who knows yes. how many? And my body just ends them. Okay, yeah. so yeah. when they make these these uh, flu vaccines every year, they go, okay, well, I think this one's going to be a problem. I think this one's going to be a problem. And they just sort of mishmash the ones that they think are going to be a it's problem. Like, it's like gambling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they take all of these potentially worst viruses, they mash them up, and in some cases they're using live culture right. vaccines. So if they miscalculate the the dosage so that oh little too much of this one that's not too little of the virus to overwhelm his immune system guess what they just started an outbreak right the mumps outbreak on the ship everybody who got it was vaccinated wow. now that's not to say they got it from the vaccination right. but it's certainly possible that uh that that they did and also if your government is hostile to you like you're a political activist it's really easy to give you the hot shot and nobody will ever know why you died. Indeed. 855-450 free like freedom. Uh, have you ever gotten a vaccination shot and then gotten sick from it? I know I have. Uh, give us your calls and your thoughts. We've got more Free Talk Live coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? 
Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Monday Night Edition. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me in the studio tonight, it's... Peakless Mountaineer. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And I uh, I was mentioning during the break to you guys that I, I'm, I've been discombobulated since I got here. It's not a usual night. There were some technicality things pre-show to get the show launched. Some challenges that I was having. I had to make a, a phone call to the man himself who walked me through some things. We got the show up and running, but then I apparently didn't start the stream on time. And thanks to our Discord folks for letting us know. Otherwise, it may have gone on for longer than it should have. Uh, I'm feeling discombobulated. So it's the discombobulated I, I think that edition. is going on longer than it should have. It's supposed to start at the same time the show does. <laughs> So anyway, but longer than it did. <laughs> so I'm feeling a bit discombobulated. Uh, pardon me, but it is hard to find good help around here. I don't know whose idea it was to give well, the I'm captain. I'm always a, here to kick you when you're down. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. I know I can count on you for that, and thank you for being there for me. Yeah, well, kicking of ass is an important job, and you can't let it stop. <laughs> in in these we can't trying lower times, our standards on these things. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, anybody with a pair of stones is essential person. Lowered expectations. <laughs> yes. Oh, this cute little girl delivered the Chinese food to me. I mean, not little. She was like 19 or 20, but she was adorable. She didn't have a mask on, and she's like falling over herself, apologizing. And I'm like, this is an anarchist house, baby. Ain't nobody scared of nothing here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Creep, creepy uncle nobody harassing the, uh, the the 18-year-old Chinese delivery person. Nice. Yeah, just oh, the- she was. Of all the people to apologize for not having a mask on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if and when Walmart requires masks, I'm going to be showing up in a Guy Fox Uh, mask. I think that kicks in today, right? Uh, Yeah. On the 20th? 20th? Yeah. Yeah. You want to go down with tomorrow and walk around in Guy Fox masks and not buy anything? (laughs) Not tomorrow, but soon. Okay. Yes. Not today, maybe not today, and maybe not tomorrow, but soon, and for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, <laughs> Casablanca. Let's, let's hope not. My my gut reaction to Walmart's announcement that, that, that sounds like the eleventh circle of hell, right there. You just wander around in a Walmart forever, and uh, oh, sorry. yes, thank you. Uh, that that does sound like the eleventh circle of hell, right there. You just wander around in a Walmart forever and don't even mm. get to buy anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, the quote was actually from Casablanca, and it's. Uh, uh, the 
The, if you the, don't get on that girl, plane now, the girl you'll regret was it. In love maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, tomorrow but, but soon. soon for the rest of your life. <laughs> Frankly, my dear Scallop, I don't give a clam. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, anyway, discombobulation is the word of the day. If you don't know what that word means, go ahead and look it up. Uh, you'll, there'll it's, be a vocabulary test, uh, later this week. So it's pay attention. It's one of those words, like you ever, nobody's ever combobulated and nobody's ever gruntled. Yeah. I've never gone They're around, but you know, I'm really, I'm really combobulated today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, whelmed by my combobulation. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have, I, I do know I, I was in negotiations with a company. They wanted me to move from Tampa to Orlando, and uh, they offered me some amount of money to do it. And I said, oh, well, I'm underwhelmed by your offer. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it you can be underwhelmed and overwhelmed, but, but never not never whelmed. right in the middle? Yes. yes. So the next time somebody asks, hey, how you doing? And you're feeling like fair to middling or whatever, you're like, whelmed. I'm I'm. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm not underwhelmed. Well, they might just think you said well and uh, try not to notice that that's not a word. We're probably Don't you think that's overkill. No, I think that's just enough kill. <laughs> no, I've seen overkill live a number of times. It's certainly not them. Oh, okay. Are they good? They're great, man. If you've never seen Overkill, the metal band live, uh, Bobby is probably one of the most underrated metal singers in all of heavy metal. Mm. Uh, and he's an East Coast guy, too, so they're all, you know, sort of you know, New York, New Jersey-ish area. Yeah. I see, I'd like, to, yeah. I'd like to see the guys who do uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. I'm not a big metal head, but uh, that, you know, that... Are you talking about Ozzy Osbourne? No, no, no. no rest for the, the Wicked? Uh, it's it's a it's a song. It's it's about a guy. It starts out a guy's being is being it, approached. You mean the Kid Rock song. Uh, he's being approached by a hooker. I think the band yeah, is called Walk the Elephant. And uh, and and he says to the hooker, you know, why do you do this to yourself? And she says, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money doesn't grow on trees. I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. And ain't nothing in the world for free. I don't know why I would do, I would huh. really like to see that band. I okay. like I like the song. Well, if you're out there and you know this band, uh, give us a call at eight fifty five four fifty free and let us know how nobody can go and see that band. Yes. Uh, we are going to swing back around to this uh, article from, where is it? Politico. Politico, uh, about America's hidden economic crisis, widespread wage cuts, uh, where it talks about one of the effects of the government shutdown of businesses and the high unemployment numbers at the peak. 45 million people, by the way, uh, were unemployed. I think that might be down oh. to somewhere around 30 at this point since the <sighs> reopenings and whatever, but... Uh, uh, this is one but of the million people is ten percent of the population. Yeah, yeah, decimating our workforce. Yes, yes, the highest uh, unemployment since the Great Depression. Actually, if you decimate, don't you kill ninety percent and leave ten percent alive? Yeah, a factor of ten decim. I thought it was the other way around. I knew it was a factor of ten, but I thought I thought you killed ninety percent and left ten percent. I think it's the other way around. The way they say it does make you think that it's a lot worse than that. Uh, that would know, also be a yeah. The, the, the way it's used, it sounds like I mean they got decimated. Is like they're gone. I'm pretty sure there's a heavy metal band called Decimator. Yeah. If there isn't, there should be. Yes, and there's yeah. and and we should see if you know when they play a show, do they leave ten percent of the crowd? You know, or do they you know uh, entertain ninety <laughs> percent of the crowd? I wonder if that's true for those guys. 
Yeah, it's 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 a it's maybe a it's good like question. a war show, and uh, about ten percent of the crowd ends up with a big old mess. Mm. <laughs> I still have a Guar T-shirt somewhere in my you know box of stuff that I never opened from the first <laughs> show that I attended because everybody wears just like a blank white T-shirt mm. in hopes to you know get sprayed and splattered. It's kind of like a heavy metal Gallagher, mm-hmm. you know. But instead of getting hit with like watermelon juice, you're getting hit with like fake jizz and blood <laughs> and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, because Guar, well, they they were amazing. So that's interesting. I don't know. I used to go to Rocky Horror Picture Show and have people throw toast and shoot me and with squirt guns. Yeah, and rice. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it happens. That was a good time. So we were uh, reading from this uh, Politico article. Uh, yeah. So it was saying that uh, these cuts that were meant to be temporary uh, could turn permanent or pave the way for future layoffs. And that could portend deep damage to the labor market and the economy because so many workers who have kept their jobs have less money to spend than a few months ago. Yeah, think? Yeah, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, The numbers haven't received... But the non-workers have more money. Oh, yeah. You know, if you lose your job, maybe you're making twice as much as you were making when you were working off ridiculous unemployment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting time moving forward. Like, all these people got uh, just this little bump of extra, and we are about to hit a wall. Yeah, I think that mm-hmm. ended this week, because even though uh, that extra 600 bucks ends... Uh, like on the end of the month, for whatever reason, their accounting practices mean you know say that oh it has to be submitted by like the two end of the week on a Tuesday or something. So like this is the last week for the six hundred buck bonus. So starting next week, that six hundred dollar bonus is gone, according to my sources. That sounds wow. right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. The numbers haven't received the same attention as job losses which are highlighted every week in government data, but at least 4 million U.S. workers have received pay cuts since February, even as they continued working the same job, and millions more have seen pay freezes, according to the economists from the Federal Reserve and the University of Chicago, who put out a study analyzing the data from the payroll processing company ADF. Duh, you've got 30 million more unemployed people. Why are you going to give the employees you still have a raise? There's 30 million people who want their jobs now. <laughs> there is a glut in the labor market. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, this is just one of the many effects, cascading effects. We haven't seen the bottom. We haven't hit bottom yet, uh, in my opinion. Oh, no, nearly. Oh. And, and it's coming, and it's coming up fast uh, for those who aren't paying attention. So if you're not prepared for some type of a crisis, now is a good time to start thinking about that. Quick, if- somebody panic. 855-450 free. We've got more Free Talk Live coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. That guy's laughing at me because I've been discombobulated all night. Ha <laughs> ha! As he says in his song. Uh, our toll-free number, of course, is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Uh, we're happy to take your calls and your thoughts about, well, whatever you'd like to talk about. Or you can talk about stuff that we've been talking about so far. We've uh, talked about uh, a judge's son who was murdered and husband shot. 
Uh, we've talked about some economic fallout. We've talked about wage cuts. Uh, I am your host tonight, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me is Peakless Mountaineer and the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And uh, we were covering this article from Politico. It's talking about. Uh, all of the uh, the wage cuts, and uh, you mentioned uh, in the break, I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but uh, wage freezing, is that right? Yeah, uh, uh, pay freezes. Uh, let's see here. Which I'll, doesn't I'll, mean I'll, they I... stop paying you. It means you don't get raises. It means you only get paid when it's cold? Yes, Pay freeze, right? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it means you get paid in ancient forms of uh, works of art, obviously. You know, oh, freezes. freezes. Right, I get it. Oh, uh, we're going to talk more about that, but first, let's go to some of your calls and your thoughts. Uh, we have a Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling in. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I've got some examples of some fake COVID-19 numbers. Um, being in the medical industry, we have a little bit of inside information, so these are all third-party examples, so I can't really vouch for the accuracy, but I believe they're 100% true. And we've got two cases, or two instances that are very similar. One uh, one in Florida and one here locally. A lady we know who has a mother in Florida, uh, her mother has breast cancer, uh, unfortunately, so she was supposed to get a test five days before her surgery. Okay. Well, for for whatever reason, she didn't. She wasn't able to make her test, so the surgery had to be postponed. But then, five days after the the appointment time, she gets a uh, notice saying that her uh, she was positive for COVID nineteen. What? She never she never even took the test. But wow, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and this is not the only story like that because today another friend of mine. Uh, he's actually a friend and a patient of ours. He said that he had a friend went to an office to take a, C9, a COVID-19 test. And he waited for an hour and a half, and he got tired of waiting, so he just left. He said, oh, I don't need this stupid test. Okay. He also, a few days later, was notified that he was C9, C-19 positive. Wow. So I'm wondering now, you know, this is this is just too incidental to get two of these uh that we know about yeah. and also and we also have a Talk practitioner a positive. Uh, that we know who knows a doctor that was threatened with dismissal if they didn't write uh, covid on a death certificate wow so, and things are really getting weird with this covid uh, these numbers i i wouldn't believe any of these numbers yeah i wouldn't believe any of these numbers these numbers are, are garbage mm. so well, it certainly seems strange given the numbers of people that they say are dead, which is like one in every 5,000 people. So it's not a great number. Uh, it's not a huge number. But how is it that I don't know anybody who's sick? I haven't heard about anybody going to the hospital among, for example, my 8,000 uh, Facebook friends and and or even lamenting that one of their relatives had it. Right. You know, and it's, there, it's weird. It's very strange. And in, the, in the news recently, they had this because, uh, you know, hardly any young people die of COVID. So the news is just dying to find young people who have who have uh, suffered from COVID and died. And so they posted this one story about this kid uh, who was 20-something and died of COVID. And I don't know if you've seen that story recently. 
Well, you go in there and read the details on that, uh-huh. and it turns out that he had a COVID-19 test, and it turned out negative, but he was sick, and he died. And so they don't really know the cause of death. In fact, they were going to do an autopsy, and this was over three days ago. So the autopsy's got to be done by now, but you don't see them reporting on the results of the autopsy. So that obviously shows, mm, yeah. to yeah. me anyway, that means that so it wasn't a COVID death. I'm sorry, and, what was uh, that? Hang on, yeah, Jim. So, you said he tested yeah. negative for this? So the one thing they know that it wasn't was... Well, was I mean, tests can be wrong either way. That's true. But, right. But, yeah, they're stacking the numbers. They're making the the assumptions that fit their narrative. So, so the test was negative, and so they were going to do an autopsy, and it was, it's been enough time for the autopsy results to come in, and yet you don't hear any news about the results of that autopsy. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that the autopsy showed that he died of something else, and they're just going to slowly let that die out. But the story remains, because three days ago, this was big headlines. So the story stays, the correction never gets published. And this is how, this is how the media has always those are some ever since I was young. Yeah, those yeah. are some insane examples for sure. That's frightening, uh, particularly, like, to me... If this were really a pandemic, the bodies would be piling up, particularly in like, you know, areas of the world where they don't have, I don't know, westernized medicine, for example, where they don't have social distancing that, you know, all the things that they're telling us to do to stay safe. But we don't hear about that. Now, I'm not reading international news on a daily basis, but uh, I'm not hearing about foreign countries with, you know, a lack of medical care where COVID is just, you know, devastating communities and villages. Are you hearing anything like that, Gene? No, of course not. And uh, even like you say, the numbers, we should all know somebody who's died. Now we have a clinic, so we have thousands of patients that we see all the time. And we have about 50 patients that have tested positive and two patients have died recently, but they were both elderly patients who had other health issues. And if they'd caught uh, the flu, they probably would have died. So to use those numbers to scare people is really disingenuous. It's, it's really not, uh, it's not the scary thing that they're making it out to be. What do you think? And certainly masks aren't doing a darn thing. Yeah, agreed. What do you think's really going on? What do you think they're up to? Just ballpark. Give me a crazy, crazy theory because I'm kind of dumbfounded by this whole mess. Well, it's obviously an exercise to me anyway. It's pretty obviously an exercise in control of the people to see how far you can get people to do what you're told. So they're saying jump. They're going to see how far, how high the American people will jump. And using that, they're going to judge what their next step is, which eventually is full control of everybody. You know, they, they don't want any free thought. They don't want any people critically examining what's going on. They want everybody to just be a little cog in the big machine. Obedient workers, that's what they want. Just smart enough to churn the wheels and pull the levers and uh, not think about the rest of their life uh, when they're not doing those things. Uh, Thank you so much for the call tonight, Gene. That is some very frightening uh, information and examples you have there. Uh, 855-450-3733. Do you have any examples of false data related to COVID? This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for 
some real estate. Well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Yes, it's Free Talk Live. You are in the right place for the radio show where you can call and take control of the airwaves. Our toll-free number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Like freedom. With you in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. Nobody. And let's just go ahead and go straight to your calls and your thoughts. Uh, we have Steve calling from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Pretty good. What's on your mind tonight, Steve? Good. You guys remember the joke from uh, the great philosopher Mitch Hedberg that said uh, he thought of something. He tried to keep a pen handy because if he thought of something funny, he would write it down. Yep. If he didn't have a pen, he would just convince himself that it wasn't funny. Um, so this is the first time I've ever had a pen while I've been listening to the show. Uh-oh. So I jotted a few things down. You're taking, uh, one, you're taking hey, notes. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Yeah, lay, number one. Lay it on me. Number one. I have cage, some notes. <laughs> cage the Elephant is the band you're looking for. Hate the Elephant? You were close. Cage. Like they're, like cage the Elephant. The elephant. Cage. Okay. Okay. Cage right. the Elephant is the band you were looking for. Uh, number two, that judge's husband and maybe her son definitely had something on the Clintons. I don't know if they were, <laughs> really? you know, maybe they were just researching this QAnon stuff and, you know, they didn't like that. So they're like, we need to <laughs> nip this in the bud. Um, number three, the Arkansas mask mandate went into effect today. Oh, sorry, man. Um, all kinds of fun rules with that. Yeah, what does that mean? You have to wear uh, a mask. You have to wear a mask in the bathtub when you're taking a bath, and you have to wear a mask yeah. when you're mowing your lawn, and you have to wear a mask whenever yeah. you're. You well, know. it's funny because when you're at the gym, you have to wear a mask unless you're doing cardio, which to me, you're breathing harder, <laughs> and I don't know, it's stupid. Well, and, anyway, and, and like you know, a heavier stupid. person it is the is is the sum up of this whole story, this whole story arc that's been going on for four months. It's all stupid. Oh, it's dumb, and and it's not. We're not done. We're only we haven't reached peak dumb by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, oh and, no! And I wanted to point out, Steve, that uh, you know, for some people, cardio. You know, if you're an overweight person, cardio could just be walking, right? For some people, that's yeah. cardio. So, like, for them to say, "Oh, you have to wear a mask unless you're doing quote cardio unquote." Like, who decides what cardio is for these people? Tell the gym right. I'm always doing cardio. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, if that's the case, then I'm when I'm eating, I'm doing cardio. <laughs> I do 16-ounce I mean, curls at the bar all the time. Like, you need to watch what you eat. I do. I watch it. Dip the spoon in. Watch it all the way to my mouth. <laughs> um, yep. So, number four, 
you couldn't make all in the family today. Oh, that's no, great. that's true. Great, like, oh, so many things. One of my that you favorite shows of all time, Archie Bunker, reminds me of my father. Um, my grandfather said much worse because he wasn't edited by television. Um, and number five, no one made fun of Jews like Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, that was actually my first thought when you said couldn't be made today. Yeah. I mean, oh, like Blazing Saddles. Right. Yeah. Like Blazing Saddles. Or Jews in Space at the End of History <laughs> oh, of the World, right. Part 1. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but anyway, that's just, you know, that's just a few things that I thought of. But I want to talk about the COVID test. I know a person that works in a hospital here. And in Arkansas, they're not counting the number of cases. They're counting the number of positive tests. Okay. Yes. You get tested Let me retested. tell you, you don't have to be sick someone, to test positive. Right. When someone tests positive, they turn around and test them again to make sure it wasn't a false positive. If that test is positive, they test them again to make sure that those two tests weren't false positives. And let me guess, then and they get triple counted. Positive, well, then there's three positives that get added to the number, even though <sighs> it's one person. Right. Right. Mm. Well, and and you've definitely seen the the focus shift from oh the death rate the death rate and suddenly no it's not about the death rate it's about the cases right What's well the you can't cases, get people terrified by the death rate when nobody's dying or when very few people are dying. Um, Arkansas has two point two million people, mm-hmm. and right now as of today we have like one hundred and seventy people in the hospital. Wow! But everybody's got to wear a mask. Yeah. Quick, somebody panic. Yep. Yeah, you know, you asked the last caller um, what he thought the end game was. And, you know, honestly, I think that it's a real possibility that this is a, you know, this is the perfect president for this to happen because he's just gullible enough to, to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is an attack on the middle class, like you guys said, to destroy small businesses and decrease the size of the middle class because who votes a Democrat? Not the middle class. Mm. Well, I mean, I would argue mm. that voting is a horrible way to uh, go about deciding how to run society. But uh, you and I agree Every on... Every gang rape uh, is a Democratic yeah. success story. You and I agree the majority on... majority gets what they want. On many things, Steve. Huh. Um, in my mind, uh, I just think that... This is some sort of a test to see how well the public schooling system has dumbed everybody down, right? And and I also think that there's a couple of politicians sitting somewhere along with some of their rich ass buddies uh who, you know, maybe made like a $20 bet, something that's meaningless to them, but right now somebody's going, "Okay, you win. You were able to wear, make them all wear masks. Here's your 20 bucks." Right. Uh, yeah, I they mean that's a real possibility. One. It's I mean it's a possibility that that this you know, that it did come from China, but all it was, or it may just be a new strain of the flu, and they saw an opportunity to say, hey, you know, because the death rate, and I pointed this out a couple, maybe last week, but the death rate per 100,000 citizens has not increased any more than it has the last five years up to this point. Right, right, I remember that. The the, the death rate's the same as it has been the last five years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we cure other stuff, I was I was saying you you know people don't talk about the great and wonderful things that this virus has done. I mean, heart attacks are down, cancer deaths are down, people slipping in the tub is down. I mean, it's it's a miraculous virus. At the end of the day, there's a couple things I'm really pissed off about. One, 
if I want to walk into a bar to have, you know, a drink and only four people can be sitting at the bar, there's four people in there. Well, sorry, the, the bar's full. No, it's not. There's 16 <laughs> in your stools right. over there. Yeah. Uh, and I want to watch a dang baseball game. And, yeah, it's coming back, but there's no fans. It's just yeah. weird. No, good luck with that. And I also, I've predicted previously on, on Free Talk Live and also within you know my circle of friends, I don't think there's going to be NFL football this year. Uh, I think that the players' union and the NFL aren't going to be able to agree on much of anything. They can't even really agree on stuff when it's time to renew their, their contract between those two organizations in like an offseason, much less come together right. real quick to figure out how to have some semblance of that uh, you know, with the the COVID, you know, the mandates and yeah, the closures. Well, I, you know, and all I really, that. I really pay attention to two sports, and that's college football, which I don't think is going to happen. Yep. And Major League Baseball, which is just going to be weird—a sixty-game season. Some of the players are like, "Oh, we're not going to play." Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. They it, could it do like they're else, doing. COVID has screwed sports up. They could do like they're doing with concerts and just make drive-in sports. Right? Yeah. Tear down all the walls, tear out all the seats, and just allow people to park around the yeah. stadiums or the arenas right. and sort and of watch. Of, and speaking of concerts, I want to ask you one thing, Captain, before yeah. I go. Um, have you ever heard of the band Norma Jean? I have heard the name. I'm not familiar with their work. I, okay. I am familiar with their well, work, and I can tell you it's the very worst thing to wake up to. <laughs> you will wake up Norma completely Jean. in a very short period of time. I can tell you that much. It is great workout music. That's, but, that's uh, true. Anyway, I would recommend just just take a gander at what's been going on with uh, you know with that band and yep. one of the members of that band. The cancel culture kind of tried to sink their teeth into them, and it's pretty interesting stuff. But anyway, I'll leave you with that. All right, brother, I appreciate the call. I will check them Got out it. for sure. Thanks for the call tonight, Steve. Uh, yeah, it, it is really interesting. I don't know what the end game is. What I do know is this seems very Pavlovian to me, right? Like, ding, everybody goes, oh, mask, right? You know, how did that happen? How did Yes, Lord, I will stay home and I, stop having a face. 855-450-FREE. We've got more on these subjects, plus your calls and thoughts here on Free Talk Live. What do you get when you add free to talk and then live? Why, you get free talk live, of course. That's this radio program. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. I was laughing inside my head there for just a second. Uh, uh, Nobody, you said uh, thanks to yoga pants, every year is now the year of the camel toe? It's true. It's true. I love the year of the cabal toe. It's my favorite year. That's uh, that's the uh, the new uh, Asian calendar that uh, just repeats all of the time, right? Yep, yep, like Groundhog Day. Nice. Only nice. prettier. <laughs> uh, I wanted to tell you about Liberty.Menu. For years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping build one. That's Liberty.Menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for your community. At its core, it's a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with others. Use of Liberty Menu, however, is exclusively 
for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That's liberty.menu. Can we do a joke? Is that is that legal? A joke? I mean, yeah. I'm sure we can, right? It's free talk. Okay. Live. Anarchist walks into a bar Uh-oh. with a parrot on his head. Bartender says, where the hell did you get that mangy thing? Parrot says, New Hampshire, there's thousands of them. (laughs) (laughs) I have a joke. Uh, Do you want to hear a COVID joke? Okay, yeah. You probably won't get it. It's true. (laughs) It's true. You don't do the face as well as the ironic dog, though. That's the meme that I've seen. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Let's just continue on in Free Talk Live tradition by going to your calls and your thoughts. We have Austin calling. Uh, Austin, you are calling from Miami, Florida, and are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Austin. Houston, we have a problem. Austin in Miami going once. Austin has left the building. He didn't want to talk to us. Sometimes, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to. Uh, you know, sometimes people get uh, what we call Maybe stage fright. You yeah. know, uh, I know sometimes folks have tried to call in and I'll like a couple of my friends from back on the West Coast. Uh, you know, I called in, but I hung up. I got too scared. It's like. Really? You're you're scared of just talking to some people yeah. over the phone? Like, well, no, it's on the radio, right? And so I, I understand. So well, social it, rejection nobody is has, uh, slightly more frightening than death itself. Yes. Uh, nobody nobody knows who you are. You know who we are? Yes. Of course you do. But do you know who they are? Nobody knows everything. Nobody doesn't know nothing? Ain't nobody got time to know nothing. Nobody doesn't not know nothing. Which one is it? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you blew my stack there. I saw a little, um, saw a little uh, blood vessel in your head pop there, pal. That was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that before. It, it stroke was, it was, me, stroke me. <laughs> Not that one. It was very much like I would expect. You know, if you get uh, a replicant in a logic loop, just uh, uh, yeah, the head's about to explode. Well, I'm a computer programmer, so I might have wrote that 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 code in the. Uh, although I I wish that computers really did have the HCF instruction, mm. which is uh, halt and catch fire. Um, and that would make them a lot more fun. <laughs> that's what they did in the '60s when they when they hit a, lo- a logic loop. They would halt, halt, halt and catch fire. Hmm. Uh, in in uh, in like you remember Star Trek. Yeah, illogical, illogical, and the thing bursts into flames. <laughs> Can you, Microsoft would not even be in business in that world. I have not experienced this phenomenon before, Captain. <laughs> brain and brain. What is this brain you speak of? I'm trying to remember the. Uh, there was a parody. I think it's called Star Trek. Right, mm. it's on the Doctor Demento show or something, or Trekking, oh, Star Trekking, Star Trekking, Star Trekking across the universe on the Star Trek uh, Enterprise that might under not be Captain the one. Kirk. No, there was one There's where it was Klingons like on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow. There's Klingons on the starboard bow. Yeah, Scrape them off, yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Not as are, we know it, Jim. Are, are, are you done? <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. All right. Just no. You uh, brought it up. I bro. did. No. They, you brought they, it up. I am completely flow I, of consciousness. Sometimes I forget I'm even on the radio. What? So you bring it up. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna riff on it. If you have to hit the dump button, hit the dump button. <laughs> I would. I would never dump you unless you, of course, violate the. FCC. You have dumped me. Yeah. No, I personally have not. Really? Yeah. I, I thought, Let's not start tonight. I, I thought I dropped an S bomb. <laughs> no, I dropped all my S bombs on uh, on Ian. <laughs> right, but what happened on the radio show? Oh snap! <laughs> okay. Yes, that's a all right. Enough of the jokes. Uh, we're gonna just switch gears a little bit here, and I realize that you're not prepared for this. Uh, but uh, I have another article from theconversation.com that I wanted to make sure we talked about tonight. And this says, why do people believe con artists? Because they're, because they're running the government. Well, <laughs> let's see what uh, these folks, fine folks over at uh, theconversation.com have to say about it. Uh, what is real can seem pretty arbitrary. It's easy to be fooled by misinformation disguised as news and deep fake videos showing people doing things that they never did or said. Inaccurate information, even deliberately wrong information, doesn't just come from snake oil salesmen, door-to-door hucksters, and TV shopping channels anymore. Even the President of the United States needs constant fact-checking, according to this article. Okay, the guy's a professional liar. All presidents are, all presidents always have been. But they usually lull us into the sense of sleep where we don't know they're lying and can pretend that they actually like us. Yes. Uh, He has made an average of 15 false or misleading public claims every day of his presidency. Those are rookie numbers. He needs to get those numbers up if he's going to compete in politics. (laughs) And, you know, my my joke, not joke, but my... uh, Where's he going to go competing in politics exactly? Right. I mean, if you Lord don't... Lord Emperor of Earth? If you don't have these kinds of statistics... If he could, he would. To put on your, so resume, would Obama. your resume. Uh And I say this to people all the time. They're like, well, we're the people. We, own, we control the government. No, you don't. If you did, you'd get some kind of a statistical yeah. report card about the behavior of government. How many people they've killed today and tomorrow mm-hmm. and last week and last year and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I always you know, they say... actually did a, uh, a university, I forget which one, actually did a statistical analysis between uh, the, the desires of the people and the policy. And they found out that if you like something, if everybody likes something, you have about a 30% chance of it happening. And if nobody likes something, then you have about a 30% chance of it happening. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that. It's one of those statistical miracles where they found two things that were in no way correlated. What I say when people say, we the people are in charge of the government, I say, well, great, end the war on me. I smoke weed. Stop being at war with me. Stop kicking down my doors. You say you can control it, then you're responsible for it. Make it stop. Yeah, and they can. Asking for an example of the control that the people have uh, results in them, uh, 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 right? You know, an aneurysm, almost like you had earlier today on the show. But my programming, my programming. What do I call it now? I call it. it's it's not uh, Stockholm. It's uh, what's the other one? Stockholm syndrome is a no, syndrome. What's what's the other one? Uh, oh, it's a uh, cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. It's all one phrase mm. now. You put all of them together. It's just one phrase: cognitive yeah. Stockholm dissonance syndrome. Anyway, uh, the study of CSDS. <laughs> there you go. Yes, it's got an acronym now. There you go. Sweet. It sounds all official. It and must true. be real then. If do you suffer from CSDS? <laughs> You can now take this drug to cure yourself. The side effects include spontaneous anal bleeding, growth of a third eye, 
<laughs> Gotta tell you, the pill I took was pretty red and uh, did not give me the anal leakage. All right. I, let's, uh, let's I tone think that down a bit. we should go <laughs> with the red pill then. Uh, the study of business history reveals that people everywhere have always had a sweet tooth for the unreal, enthralled by what should be taken as too good to be true. Cognitive scientists have identified a number of common ways in which people avoid being gullible. But con artists are especially skillful at what social scientists call framing, telling us stories in ways that appeal to the biases, beliefs, and prominent desires of their targets. They use strategies that take advantage of human weaknesses. Now, what does this remind you of? I immediately think of politics. Mm. Yeah. Right? I immediately think of the mainstream media, right? We covered a, a story the other day about uh, priming, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, you yeah, repeat I, the same I, phrases I over and over. I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you a bit about uh, priming when we get back from the break, actually. There was uh, something I wanted to uh, point out. About prime it. topic. We'll come back to that. We are primed for that topic now. And Indeed. now we have also teased <laughs> the topic, which means we are engaging in a form of priming priming of our listeners in the audience so 855 450 free like freedom if you'd like to get on the air and give us your thoughts on the matter Uh, we've got more free talk live coming up you've been primed do you want more businesses accepting bitcoin cash and dash now with any pay you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Kick-Ass Edition. It is Monday, July 20th, but you already knew that. We are here seven days a week, of course, from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, If you are not listening to us on terrestrial radio... That is okay. And by terrestrial, I mean regular radio, like over-the-air stuff. You know that thing in your car where you could tune to a station? If you're not listening to us in that style, you can find us at freetalklive.com and lrn.fm and listen to us whenever we're on live. So I know some stations out there only get uh, the program on certain days of the week. Other stations carry us all seven days. It just depends on where you're at. But if you like the show and you like what we're doing, why well, you can find us uh, in a variety of different ways. There's also a handy app that you can get on the Google Play Store or your iPhone uh, app store. Uh, Personally, I'm a that is a handy app, but no, I'm talking about uh, one for free. Talk oh, you're saying to find the right? show, yes, not to, to find, find us. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> At any rate, our toll-free number is 855-453, like freedom. That's 855-450. I made the captain laugh. 3733. It's not hard to do. I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old, so you know, fart jokes will probably do the trick for you. I have got the body of a 17-year-old. I keep her in the basement. Oh, not the fridge? You moved her, huh? <laughs> finally, yes. finally dried out enough for you to keep it in dry storage? Yep. Okay. Why was the necrophiliac sad? Why? His girlfriend split. <laughs> <laughs> Crack open a cold one. Uh, yeah, that was bad. 
Um, Bad joke lies. <laughs> How many tough guys does it take to change a light bulb? Hmm. None, because tough guys aren't afraid of the dark. There you go. How many programmers does it take to change a light bulb? Uh-huh. None. It's a hardware problem. <laughs> How many mathematicians does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, God. How many? None. They tell the programmers to do it, thereby reducing the problem to a previously solved joke. <laughs> the mathematician oh got my. it. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about uh, why people believe con artists, this uh, article from theconversation.com, uh, and we'll talk about that uh, more in just a minute. But first, I wanted to say thank you to somebody named the underscore Freeman. That's the, and then the underscore sign, Freeman, probably the Freeman, who is a silver level amplifier. Of ours. And if you don't know what an amplifier is, uh, head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to see all about the benefits that you get by becoming an amplifier. Uh, you, We only ask for five bucks a month. Uh, you can pay more. There's different levels and you get different little perks for being an amplifier. But the the idea is if you like the show, you like the content, if you like our stupid jokes, uh, you know, help us get onto more radio stations. We're on somewhere around 200 stations now and we could be on more. Uh, it all depends on you. And that money goes exclusively to help us get on more radio stations. So it's not lining our pockets. We don't receive any of that money ourselves or anything like that. It goes uh, specifically for that purpose. That's amp.freetalk.com talklive.com head on over there now um now well as opposed to <laughs> later you might forget right if you do it now then it's done you don't have to Not worry if you about make it. a list like steve did from exactly. arkansas he was good i liked your list steve that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh so continuing on with this article is talking was about listing a little to the port side the list yes, yes. Yes. More nautical here. So, uh, b- before we get back into that, yes, indeed, I, I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, so, you brought up priming, and uh, one of the things oh, I right. wanted to make sure that uh, that people knew about priming is it's not just what people say. Okay, uh, it's also something that happens in the uh, the environment. So, mm-hmm. like. Uh, they did a test where, like, they uh, put someone into a, uh, a room and, you know, had them fill out a little bubble sheet about what they thought about things. And if you have a gun in the room, like, they're much more uh, uh, ready for action and, uh, like, worried about being attacked. And uh, if you put a fern in, uh, they're not. Right. See, so... I'm the opposite. Get me around a bunch of armed people. I feel safer. Right, but that is true, and like that goes back to how marketing uses priming, right? Mm -hmm. They say something like, uh, these numbers probably aren't exactly correct, but seven uh, impressions to make an impact and seven impacts to form uh, a cognitive thought. So if you have a product, you know, uh, you know, nobody's gun store, right? And he wants to sell more guns from his gun store. Well, he needs to make uh, seven times seven impressions on people, putting his logo, his business, his website, his phone number, whatever, in front of people that many times to get them to make an impression. But then what happens is... those mathematicians. In the thank room. you, mathematician. I appreciate that um, because I'm horrible at that kind of stuff. Uh, that is my weak suit of all weak suits. I, I memorized my table. Really? Yeah. Wow. Very well. Uh, I'm going to come to you with more math in the future. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to point that out, especially right now, because uh, with you know everyone walking around in masks, everyone is very much being primed to still think of this as you know this absolute disaster and chaos yeah. and death Ooh. lurking around every corner. Fear, fear, fear. Yeah, they don't want things to look normal because we won't be afraid if things look normal because it's not like we're getting the kind of news we would be getting like Aunt Matilda is dead 
that right. you would get during a real pandemic. Right, yeah. I know, like, to, to our listeners out there who wear masks all the time, if you choose to wear a mask, that's okay. But just remember, when I'm wearing masks, I'm the normal one. Or when I'm not wearing a mask, I'm the normal one. When I walk around, when I go into a store, I'm not where anybody goes into a store. You see somebody without a mask, they're the normal ones. You mean people are supposed to have faces? People are supposed to have faces, yes. It's a large portion of human communication. Facial expression, when you're doing face-to-face communication, that is a, you know, a huge part of how you discern whether or not somebody's trustworthy, whether they're telling the truth, whether or not they're giving you false information. Uh, people who have hearing problems, I happen to be one of them. Uh, I slightly rely on reading a of lips Lip and guess helps. what now everybody's got masks over their faces and so when i go to the store i it's it's like kenny from south park is talking excuse me i'm sorry i can't hear you right this it's is my experience that they've taken in-person conversations and turned them into phone conversations yes mm-hmm. yes we're all just phoning it in yes and you know it occurs to me that in the uh, the previous pandemic uh, during the Woodstock era, right? Uh, that nothing shut down. There was barely a blurb in the newspapers. Uh, people who remember something Can you imagine about the pandemic. We going to put on Woodstock now. Oh, it wouldn't what happen. What they would say? No, it, it would be like it would happen would... if we had enough guns. Well, that's true. Well, of course, that would be somewhat different from Woodstock. Perhaps we should throw a, a concert called Gunstock. There is. We could throw it at the state park called Gunstock. Oh, even better. <laughs> and uh, you're, the only ticket that you need to get in is to bring a gun. There you go. Right? A whole open carry concert. Which nice doesn't mean you have to fight your way in. Just yeah. Nice. See, we're we're vamping on a theme here. Okay. What what about felons though? Could I get like an armored vehicle that that didn't have a, a, a emplaced uh an emplaced weapon and like be 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 mullet wheels for the militia um I well i mean so we didn't specify that it had to be like a firearm we just said gun so bring a nerf gun there you go you know, bring a squirt gun there you go super soaker that might be fun i actually do want to get a uh i don't know what those guns are called but they're uh paintball uh guns there's a particular name for them uh, airsoft. Mm. Oh, gun. the airsoft. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, that would be a good thing. BB gun. You there know, you go. Pellet gun. Cap gun. Right. Remember cap guns? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. There was there my, is my a very woman... first explosions. Yeah. My two, also my very first time I hit my thumb with a hammer because <laughs> like I couldn't find the gun but I had a roll of of the what do you call it the caps mm-hmm. right you know and I was like well I'm gonna set them off anyway and I'm out on the cement front stoop of the the place where I lived and I'm just hitting these things with a hammer bang bang and then the next one didn't go bang and I go ow because <laughs> yeah. I hit my own thumb. Yeah. Still a loud noise, just a different sort. <laughs> different, different. <laughs> so uh, priming. Yeah. It's uh, it's something that not only uh, not only do you do it from uh, saying something before you say it, for example, or, but it's something that you can pick up from your environmental context. Just whatever's around you in your environment will inform the way that you start thinking subconsciously. Right. Mm-hmm. I know the article we covered on it was, you know, all of these phrases that we hear, the new normal. When did you first start hearing that? Was it pre-COVID? I don't recall. I mean, I've heard that phrase before, yes, um, in that, you know, every increasingly small... I mean, at 50 years old, I kind of feel like I've been living my life in the garbage compactor um, on Star Wars, uh, where, you know, the room just keeps getting smaller every year, and... uh, 
We don't have any music. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hearing the music, I, so I don't know. Yes, it's Discombobulated Talk Live. I am your host, the Reverend Discombobulated Captain Kickass. I have added Discombobulated to my name. Uh, be careful I don't add doctor to it as well. Uh, our toll-free number, of course, is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom, if you would like to call in and share your thoughts with us tonight. You can talk about whatever you want, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything, literally. Uh, that's why it's called Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, I'm joined by... Peakless Mountaineer. And nobody. And uh, I wanted to tell you that the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though. I could open one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And there's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. So, sew buttons on your underwear. Zippers are quicker. Zippers are quicker. Well, they kind of catch your hairs, but you know, you don't want to. You don't want to get pinched. Yeah, have you seen? There's something about Mary. Well, uh, having seen the way they do it in Portland, I don't want to get pinched either. Yeah, right. Mm. What is up with that? By the way, like, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and I know totalitarian police state nightmare. I I know people are shocked by it currently, right? Or at least the 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 internet seems to be all abuzz about. Do you can you believe that the they're kidnapping people in unmarked vans and your uniform? And it's like. They've been doing yeah, that for a long time. They have time been doing that for a much, long time. Much worse. Uh, we did we did cover that of course here on Free Talk Live uh and I'm sure we'll cover more of it but I you know I just want to make sure that that gets out there that yes it is frightening. It is shocking. Your government should not be disappearing people in unmarked vans without arresting them formally or even maybe even that. Or at it all. just shouldn't be happening. Uh but it is and it continues to happen and you should be frightened by that. Not by the masks or the unmasked, right? That's not what you should be frightened by. You should be frightened by the complete and total level of control that the government has assumed in the course of like less than three months, like 15, 16 weeks or whatever it's been, of everything that you do. It now decides magically who gets to work and who doesn't, who's essential and who isn't. Why is that? Did you vote for any of that? No, you didn't. These governors just said, I'm going to make it so. Everybody follow. And everybody went, Okay, go go to follow. Hey. Yeah. Well, if if all else fails, there's always the option of civil obedience. For example, I intend to put a Guy Fox mask in my car. So if they demand that I wear a mask in their store, that's fine. I'll wear a Guy Fox mask. 
which I do regularly sometimes. It has absolutely no effectiveness against disease, but neither does your surgical mask. So or that's not an argument against it. Maybe I'll get a gorilla mask and a uh, Ronald Reagan mask. <laughs> and <laughs> little point know. break action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can get four or five of us together all yeah. the way on the, the presidents. You want to go in on like four dead presidents? <laughs> Only if I can be Nixon. You can be Nixon. I am not a crook. I am not a crook. <laughs> to leave office. You got to put more gels into it. Yeah. Just, I, I'm probably. Oh wait, do that again. Except in the microphone. Yeah, get, get up, get up on that microphone, son. I am not a crook. Okay, that's much better than mine. Get the gels. I have it. never been a quitter. To leave office before my term is complete is abhorrent to every instinct in my body. You call that a body? But as president, you call that a president? I must put the needs of America first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've been uh, talking about this article from uh, theconversation.com about why do people believe con artists? And uh, I'm just sort of uh, skipping around a little bit. But uh, unpleasant reality. Often... People who are emotionally vulnerable are unwilling to accept an unpleasant reality. That's why when, like, us libertarians and anarchists try to, you know, converse with people and use logic and reason to get our point across, we are correct, but nobody wants to hear it because it interferes with their comfortable reality. Well, that would imply that the biggest kid on the playground isn't my friend. And I just can't think of that. That's right. Mm. Consider Sir Arthur Conan Doyle the biggest and most psychotic kid on the mm. playground. Consider Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the British author who created Sherlock Holmes, the ultimate deductive rationalist, a character who said, when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Yet after experiencing family tragedies and the horror of the deaths of World War I, Doyle publicly announced in 1916 that he subscribed to spiritualist beliefs, including that the spirits of the dead can communicate with the living. In 1922, Doyle visited Harry Houdini in his home in New York City and was shown a clever magic trick involving automatic writing on a suspended slate. However, Houdini could not convince a stunned Doyle that this was not paranormal activity. Yeah, Houdini was uh, was pretty famous for exposing the uh, the con artists of uh, the spiritism movement. Yeah, I, I wish we had a Houdini-like person who was very skilled at exposing the con artists known as politicians. Mm, would be nice. Uh, would nobody be nice. can do that? Can nobody do that? Nobody can do that. I I would be on board for nobody doing that. Well, wa- watch the show. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> you see, if you're going to tell them the truth, you have to make them laugh. Or they'll kill you. Right. That uh, Oscar Wilde, I believe. Indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, envy and opportunism sideline doubt. Sometimes people covet what their peers have already achieved so badly that they will overlook the obvious and deceive themselves and others in an effort to claim better opportunities and a better life. Uh, in 1822, Scottish con man Gregor McGregor, <laughs> that's a great name, Gregor McGregor, <laughs> convinced countrymen seeking easy wealth and their neighbors better lives to buy bonds, land, and special privileges. They filled two ships to sail to an idyllic country, the land of Poyais, P-O-I-A-I-S. McGregor priced land in Poyais to make it affordable to the Scottish tradesmen and unskilled workers who had heard of promising South American investments but lacked the means to take advantage of them. Poyais had a distinctive flag, its own currency, and a diplomatic office in London. The only problem was Poyais did not exist. 
Most of those who sailed died on the Mosquito Coast of Honduras. Some of the few survivors were so taken that they refused to accept that Poyas did not actually exist and argued that it was McGregor who had been defrauded. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so these are the lengths that human beings go to to be comfortable in their own deception, right? When you've been deceived long enough, you know, human beings get comfortable with, well, just about anything. You know, when, when you've been deceived long enough, you begin to believe the deceit is reality, and it is most difficult to break people out of that. There's no such thing as gaslighting. You're just saying that because you're crazy. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps I am. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Have you been deceived by a con artist? We've got more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That number again, 855-450-FREE, F-R-E-E, as in freedom. The perspective we like to take here on Free Talk Live for the most part. Freedom is the answer. What's the question? As I like to steal from Ernie. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a pretty good phrase, right? Because it really, for me, it all comes back to freedom. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves if you give us a call. Again, 855-450-FREE. I am your host tonight, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and I'm joined by... Peakless Mountaineer. And nobody. Uh, so we've been talking about why folks get deceived by conmen. And, of course, some of the biggest conmen in the world are politicians. <laughs> nobody knows that. Uh, I ignored politicians for the longest time in my life. I just didn't want to have anything to do with it because they all seemed like used car salesmen to me. You know that stereotypical used car salesman, the slimy guy who's like always trying to like you know convince you to do something you didn't really want to do and separate you from your hard-earned money? Because it's clear this... that nobody is telling the truth. Clearly. They always had this strange way of talking where you couldn't actually hear them say anything. <laughs> like, they start out with a positive, end up with a negative, so it adds up to nothing. Like... You can't actually, like, grab onto any ideas being expressed, but you get feelings. Yes. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. Nobody's going to do that when I'm in office. It is, Nobody thinks that's a good idea. It is Nobody's psychological. Nobody's do that when he's in office. It is psychological <laughs> manipulation, for sure. Uh, so, continuing on with this article from The Conversation, greed is blinding. Greed can prevent people from seeing that they have made a decision that defies common sense. 
1925, the con artist Vister Lustig, or Lustig, I believe is the pronunciation, took advantage of the French government's public complaints that it would cost more to renovate a decaying Eiffel Tower than to demolish it. He gathered together scrap iron dealers and convinced them the tower would be taken down and sold to one of them. Then he sold it again. Lustig gained the reputation as the man who sold the Eiffel Tower. Right? Repeatedly. You, yeah. Uh, ignorance, ignorance of customs and business practices. Uh, swindlers can find opportunity in their Mark's ignorance, a Mark being uh, somebody they take advantage of. Uh, swindlers can find oh, so opportunity. So M-A-R-X ignorance. Right. In their Mark <laughs> Which apostrophe is a, ignorance. a popular brand of ignorance. And unfamiliarity <laughs> with local customs, the confidence man, George C. Parker, sold the Brooklyn Bridge four times, usually to recent immigrants who did not understand that the bridge could not be sold. He also sold Grant's Tomb, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and the Statue of Liberty. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of copper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, misery generates desperate belief. Desperate people can suspend disbelief. People believe promises have to be true when the alternative is too miserable. And that, I think, is exactly why it is so hard to swallow the idea that maybe the government isn't looking out for you. Yes. Maybe taxation is mere robbery. Yeah. People have been conditioned. Wizard's first rule. Yeah, people uh, have been conditioned to believe that without the organization known as government, that we would immediately turn into something uh, like... Uh, uh, you know, something post- Mad Max, po- Mad Max. Thunderdome. Yeah, you know, motorcycles and mohawks and leather and, you know, people in chains and all that kind of thing. I would, but but only on the weekend. Like, if that was a theme park, <laughs> I'd go chill there on the weekends. Indeed. But I wouldn't want to live my whole life there. Indeed. Because the alternative to them, right, because that's what they immediately believe, uh, they've been primed to believe so. They've been publicly educated to believe that that's what would happen. Uh, and so, of course, they're primed to believe that. Uh, people believe promises have to be true and the alternative is too miserable. Uh, John D. Rockefeller's father, William, was a bigamist and seller of alleged cures and ineffective patent medicines to ailing people. Riding the circuit through rural towns, Bill, quote, Doc Rockefeller, is said to have tutored his son, the builder of the Standard Oil Trust, in business. Now, that's now, kind that of, a of a bad... has a lot of explanatory it, power. Doesn't it? Uh, I don't know, because if you look at what he did in business, uh, he got a pretty good size of the market share. At one point, he had um, an 80% market share, although he was down to like 60% by the time they took um, antitrust action against him. But during that time... Um, the price of oil uh, was fell by a factor of ten. Okay, so if so, a hundred dollars worth of oil when he started was ten dollars worth of oil when he finished, and that improved a lot of people's lives. So you didn't want to compete against him, but if you were his customer, you were winning in a big way. Well, he also single-handedly destroyed our entire medical establishment. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so- now, he, the, interestingly enough, all those guys, uh, when they started doing their philanthropy, that mm. was frequently when they caused problems. Oh, yes. It wasn't oh, yes. in their business. Well, no, it was a, it was a one-two punch, really, because he had the he had the connections uh, for politics. So he used his political connections to start putting a lot of pressure on every single uh, medical academy in the country. Mm-hmm. So they're getting sued left and right because there's all these new extra laws. And there he goes on his philanthropy, and he gives all this money away because he's just such a generous guy. And it just happens to be only to those institutions that are teaching doctors to prescribe his petrochemicals. Right. Mm. Right. And this is how government helps perpetuate uh, pseudo-monopolies, right? Uh, and, and that's not to say that, you know, uh, there isn't competition, but it helps these c- companies limit their competition by force of law, right? So if yeah. you want to jump in the in the pool and start swimming and compete against these guys, you can't because you're mm-hmm. prohibited by law. You have to jump through so many hoops in order to do so that it is not only cost prohibitive, but it doesn't make any sense for you financially as an entrepreneur. Why does the bank why can the bank rob you blind? Because it's against the law to to sell you an alternative. Right. Why can uh, big pharma feed you poison because it's against the law to sell you an alternative. So you try their poison or you just die. So sometimes it's about trust. People believe stories because they trust those who tell them. They don't know how to or don't want to bother to investigate claims or see no need to do so. Starting as early as the mid-1980s, swindler Bernie Madoff sought investors in his Ponzi scheme amongst wealthy Jewish retirees and their philanthropic organizations in the U.S. and in Europe among members of aristocratic families. His victims simply trusted others in the group who vouched for Madoff and his investments. That's it. It was just they trusted somebody else that they shouldn't have or that somebody vouched for a guy that they shouldn't have. But Bernie Madoff was a piker. You want to see a real Ponzi scheme? Look at Social Security. Oh, right. Yeah, That's how you do a Ponzi scheme. Uh, Sometimes claims are difficult or costly to disprove. In 1912, a skull, some bones, and other relics were found in Piltdown in East Sussex in the U.K., The remains appeared to be from a creature who could be the long-sought missing link between apes and humans. It took over 40 years to confirm that the Piltdown Man was a hoax and over 100 years to identify who forged it. It's hard to disprove untruths. Consider the ongoing searches for things like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, for example. Well, and this is the same thinking of how dare you question the CDC. You, right. They have a finding, and we trust them. The The World Health Organization agrees with them. How could you possibly go against mm-hmm. them? Yeah. This uh, this willful ignorance of people to trust an organization with you know letters, an acronym, WHO, CDC, that kind of a thing, uh, without looking into it for themselves or at least finding other opinions and comparing them is ridiculous to me. I don't understand how we got so far down this rabbit hole. Um. Well, let's see. We started out with schools that taught us regurgitating what you're told is what learning is. Well, and they also um, they also were a parental figure in most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like the government raised us. Of course we trust them. They're our parents. They're looking out for us. See, I always looked at the government more as that creepy uncle that you wanted to stay away from. Creepy uncle Sam? I want you. He's like pointing at you. I'm like, oh, no. You can want me from afar, dude. (laughs) Bad touch, Uncle Sam. Bad touch, Uncle Sam. (laughs) I do not consent. 855-450 free. We've got more free talk live coming right up.
Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks. I didn't say welcome back, nobody. Oh, oh, sorry. But you, I guess nobody I didn't is. Say welcome back, Cotter. I guess nobody is part of everybody. So if I say welcome back, everybody, nobody is immediately included. Welcome back. <laughs> At any rate, our toll-free number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. Uh, we might have enough time to get you on the line if you call now. Uh, and with me in the studio tonight, I'm the captain, by the way, and joining me is... Peakless Mountaineer. Nobody. Peakless Mountaineer. I'm, peakless I, I just mountaineer. want to say that a bunch so I get used to saying it. No peakless peaking. Mountaineer. Please do. Yeah. Does that mean you don't peak? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you 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 don't climb mountains and go over the top and back down the other side. You just sort of go around keep, the mountain. Nope, just keep going up. Just keep going up. Well, eventually you're going to reach the peak. No, there is no peak. But, I climb the mountain that has no peak. What mountain is that? Well, it's the opposite of the abyss. Oh, I see. Right, it's the opposite of the uh, right the black hole or whatever. Right, the bottomless pit. bottomless pit. Okay, yeah. got you. Got you. Sorry, I think you described that earlier. But hey, uh, you know, sometimes I forget things. So forgive me, sir. When you look too long into the abyss, the abyss looks also into you. It does. <laughs> well, and the trick there is to just keep looking. It really is. Look into the abyss until it looks into you, and then you find the abyss inside yourself, and then you know exactly where your abyss is. Okay. So we've been talking about uh, how... Now, is this an abyss or an abyss? Are we talking about the woman who runs the abbey? You, um, you shouldn't look into that. You should not okay. look into that now. <laughs> you should uh, look into why people believe con artists. And we've been doing that here tonight. We've uh, been believing con artists? We've been looking into why, the oh, reasons okay. why people believe the con artists. <laughs> One of the reasons is people want dreams to be true. Sometimes, despite built-in skepticism, people badly want improbable but wonderful things to be true. To move the world with a dream. For instance, if an alien spacecraft had really crashed and were being analyzed in Area 51 in Nevada, it could mean that interstellar travel is possible. Well, we know that it is because you know, we're kind of doing it. Not interstellar. Not in. Well, I mean, traveling through space. Traveling but not through space. Between stars, but not between stars yet. The well, the problem with interstellar differences is that the nearest star to us is Alpha Proxima, and it's four light years um, away. Doesn't look like it has any habitable planets. But that means that if you want to get in your spaceship and go there, even if you go at the maximum possible speed. It's a full four-year trip. Right. And considering that even getting up to one-half C is a huge challenge, it's going to be a lot longer than four years. Yes. Well, on the bright side, from your perspective, no time will pass. Um. Well, until you get back and all your friends are dead. Well, there is um, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other uh, reason here that uh, I think pertains... we've been never come back. <laughs> We've been talking a little bit about, you know, the whole mask thing and the government crackdown on the coronavirus. And why now? Why this particular virus? Right. We, we they're keep trying to mask that something that was going on. Well, I think it's I think <laughs> they're taking advantage of social media. And this particular reason in this article says repetition. The hallmark of social media creates belief. Hearing a false claim over and over can be enough to generate belief in it. You know, I didn't believe that when I first heard it, but I'm starting to think it's really true. And in addition, <laughs> hearing a false claim over and over again can be enough to generate a belief in it. Well, there's an old saying, if you're going to tell a lie, tell a big one and tell it over and over. 
A common advertising and public relations strategy is to be extremely visible by multiplying impressions. We talked a little bit about this earlier, so that people see the message everywhere. Now, And are impressed. The internet has done a lot of things to improve a lot of people's lives and make things more efficient and easier and all that kind of a thing. And uh, then came Facebook. And, and, the one thing, <laughs> and the one thing that I think everybody can agree on, or most people can agree on, is that it is the world's largest marketing machine. Oh, by far. Right? If you want to market something, it has replaced all other forms of marketing as you know the place that you want to be. Right? Uh, all the other forms of marketing are almost secondary now. The internet comes first. There's been a bit Aren't of an inversion. Are we on an advertising supported radio show? I believe we are. Okay, Groovy. Yes. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, isn't that uh, radio show on I cannot, the internet? I'm sorry, what? Isn't that radio show on the internet? It is on the internet as well. Correct. (laughs) So uh, it is secondary. But uh, my point here is that with all of this going on, uh, you know, my theory about this being sort of a litmus test to see, not litmus test, but like a test to see, you know, how dumb the public education system has made the masses, right? How dumb the the media has made the masses in getting them to go along with all of this ridiculous stuff with the lockdown and the masks is a result of... The, the repetition on social media. I mean, none of it makes sense is the thing. Like, closing one of the doors on your grocery store so everybody has to go through the, the same, same door, door yeah. that's actually kind of the opposite of social distancing, isn't it? Uh, but yet, they do it straight-faced with no idea what they're trying to go- to accomplish. Indeed. And finally, people believe what others appear to believe. This is the go-along, mm-hmm. right? The, the crowd factor, right? Nobody's as dumb as all of us. And I don't mean you, nobody. I mean, like, you know, uh, everybody can be dumb individually, but people are much dumber. I was going to say, I'm a lot smarter than many of us. When they get into (laughs) large groups. People have a built-in willingness to defer to confident assertions made by an apparent expert or legitimate authority. Read government read uh you know mm-hmm. authority you know as far as experts that the government trots World out health Author- uh, organization the church in experiments the- by stanley milgram we all know about that uh, we've talked about that repeatedly here on free talk live ordinary people complied with directives from a scientist to admit to subjects what they falsely believed were painful shocks a passionate and convincing convincing swindler, often masquerading as an expert, for example, an art dealer or researchers of miracle cures, exploits that weakness to get people to believe false claims. A related mechanism introduced by Robert Cialdini, I'm probably mispronouncing that, is called social proof. Seeing someone else do what you are thinking about doing frees you to act. It's evidence of the correctness of the action. This is why con men often use shills, helpers, who confirm to the victim that the con man's scheme is legitimate. Monkey see, monkey do is basically the the nuts and bolts of what this is saying. And so when a monkey sees another monkey wearing a mask, the monkey goes, oh, it must be the right thing to put on a mask. Well, and that taps into a really deep instinct because on, on a very real level, if you are rejected from your group, you will die. So you want to be doing what your group is doing. And not just that, but uh, frequently, you know, if 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 the group is uh, cooking their meat before you eat it and you're not cooking their meat before you eat it. Well, there may be a reason 
that all the living members of the tribe cook their meat before they eat it because raw meat might kill you. In conclusion, the article says society, including government, cannot function well if every claim requires fact-checking. Con artists thrive year in and year out in business, politics, and everyday experience. Ultimately, however, a world of alternative facts is not the world that our dreams want to be true. I, I I can't say enough about how this article applies to what's going on today. Right? Yeah. It, it really is a breakdown and outline of why people are doing what they're doing today and why it seems so ridiculous to those of us who have the wherewithal to analyze it from the perspective of reason and logic. Well, and and in, those, uh, in those Milgram experiments, so the guy has a lab coat and a position and authority and... Wow, you know, if you just stack a, a, a government license on top of that, you can get away with admitting that you lied about the ineffectiveness of masks. Yep. And still no one no one loses your credibility. Yeah. Everyone still trusts you. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Well, not everybody. Mm. Well, okay, but the majority. Nobody tr- yeah. don't trust none of that. No, nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. Don't nobody not, not trust no none of that? I don't this sure is what happens in my brain all need, day now. People you, you wonder why do I don't get much done. You need to do the negative to get back where you started. I don't, I don't know I can do. I can only count to four as a musician, so that's, uh, that might be a stretch to do the quadruple negative. Don't you do like six, seven time or seven, eight time or something? Um, three, four. Oh, I know but that's where you call it one, time. two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's three, four. So time. you just waltz. You, you do it four times. Right? It's a swing beat, yeah. Okay. Yeah, indeed it is. Uh, at any rate... Uh, I, I believe this relates back to the priming stuff, too, oh, right? Absolutely. This article ties right into that, where you've been sort of told these phrases, these lines, these words uh, in advance of what's going on. And now that they're being spouted off by officials, uh, you automatically assume that they're true. And by you, I mean like the it's general. your prime directive. It is. <laughs> uh, we're out of time for this evening, so thank you to all the listeners. Uh, we're here seven nights a week. Uh, if you missed any portion of the show, you can get it at archives.freetalklive.com. Thanks, Except everybody. The part you can. Did you know you can support freedom of speech just by visiting shop.freetalklive.com? You'll see links to Walmart, Love Java, Newegg, and more. Every day, Free Talk Live is at the forefront of the liberty movement as the biggest liberty-oriented talk show in the world, giving you a platform to be heard on any topic. Get listener-only specials without doing anything other than an extra click. Visit shop.freetalklive.com. Use the links and buy what you'd be buying anyway. Take action now. Save and support freedom. Visit shop.freetalklive.com. It's shop.freetalklive.com. Attention gardeners, if you need to grow nutritionally dense vegetables or medicinal herbs this year, listen, because a bioactive superfood for plants is now available. This all-natural superfood for plants is so effective at producing maximum plant growth in minimum time that it almost forces plants to grow, even under the worst light and soil conditions. It's called Proto-Grow, and it's truly remarkable. Vegetables grow faster and contain more bioavailable vitamins and trace minerals. Plants that rarely bloom will flower constantly. Sickly plants become vibrantly alive. Medicinal herbs become super potent. Flowers become more vivid right before your very eyes. Proto-Grow also improves the taste quality of all your garden vegetables. That's because it's more than just an all-natural superfood for plants. It's a proprietary blend of bioactive sea nutrients that contain the basic building blocks of life itself, which is why Proto-Grow even renews your garden by increasing the microorganisms in the soil. Learn more at growlikecrazy.com. That's growlikecrazy.com. Get special pricing for network listeners right now at growlikecrazy.com.